Gootsies. Here we are, back at it again. Hey. Rev your engine because Bro. Stevie Baby's got the knee on pump. Dude, Tommy Bahamas, dude, what's up? It's just yeah. summertime, baby. That's dude, look nice, at that. Dude. Look at that fresh kindling just coming right out of the tip of that shirt, <laughs> baby boy. Come on, start Damn, my fire. Damn, Rip me up. Rip me up. Before how much... you go, go, don't leave me hanging on like a yo-yo. You want to see my chest hair? I do. Little chest hair. Yeah, four. <laughs> I don't uh. even think I was four. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing there, dude. Just all your hair is from your neck up. Other than that, shaved. No, yeah, seriously, I don't, have leg, I don't even have leg hair. Yeah. yeah. Armpit hair, none of it. It's all just like... I'm, <laughs> so so weak and pasty yeah steve you're like you got like robin robin williams knuckles everywhere on your body man you're you're all about the hair i'm a hairy guy you're a hairy what, guy you always been you... a hairy guy yeah <laughs> since like yeah, 14 uh, yeah i mean like i probably grew wow. chops in like sophomore year <laughs> big old mutton chops it took Savage. a minute for like the mustache sides to come in you know kind of like this area mm. but probably by senior year i had a full beard yeah, it's always the no, last. I've been thing. shaved since twenty one. I've had a beard since twenty one. Never been clean shaven since. Wow. Yeah, it's you sent us a. You sent us that photo yeah. the other day with you. I don't know if you, there's like a non like make your beard go away app or something, but you sent us a photo of you without yeah. a without your beard. <laughs> so good, and bro, it's terrifying. I, I had to sit down. I was like, this is what. First of all, what happened? Like, did you? <laughs> Did you slip while shaving in the showers? Because like, I've done that few a few times. Mm-hmm. You're like just shaving, just cut too close, and then you just have like a mm-hmm. you know a divot in the side of your face. You're like, I guess I just got to cut it all off. Mm-hmm. Incredible what the applications are able to do because you it looked like very reminiscent of what I think you would look like without a beard, which is awful. It, it, Don't ever shave yeah. it. Okay, I mean it was. <laughs> no, I- it definitely made my face look way fatter than my face actually is because it like covered the beard with skin. Right. That's kind of like what the app did. <laughs> that looks just like a giant baby, sweaty you would baby. Look, you would look super weird, though, man. Like, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. So the first time I saw my dad without a mustache, we just all started crying, and we just had one ever since. <laughs> you like cried in your, your dad's window. Yeah, my wife just freaked out, and I cried. I was like five years uh, old. I remember it like specifically. He oh yeah. Freaked out. It's just part then, of his identity at that point. You can't, yeah. you can't fathom who he is without it. Nah, he's uh, always just this big Fu Manchu mustache. And he just says, he's just rocking it now, dude. It's all gray and huge. It's amazing. Uh, I, I like that it me. goes, I like that it covers, it's like Niagara Falls though. It goes all the way down to his chin. Like the, the <laughs> mustache. Does. My uncle Tim has the same yeah. thing. He's got a mustache. So uh, gnarly it mustache. covers his mouth. It's like a mud flap. Mm-hmm. So it just goes over his mouth and you can't actually see <laughs> His mouth yeah. at all. You can't tell when he's smiling or if he's frowning. Yeah. He's just, no. it's just his must. It's just a soup filter. <laughs> Dude, Uncle Timmy, man. We should hit him up, man, sometime soon. I love that guy. He's proper peeps, baby. He's probably listening to this Dude, right now. I um, hope so, man. Hope Shout so. out to Uncle Tim's. What, what, uh, back on to Steve's, um, vivaciousness and hairiness. <laughs> yeah. Steve's eyebrows are as thick as Julian's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Way thicker. thicker, dude. My mustache is <laughs> worthless, dude. I got nothing. <laughs> you're, you're, I, if I had Steve's eyebrows on my upper lip, I would be thrilled. <laughs> Seriously, your your yeah, mustache. Pretty when, tame too, man. 
your mustache when grown in full capacity looks like John Waters. On, like on Slim Fast. <laughs> I don't even get the reference, but I feel like it's funny anyway. He's <laughs> got like the pinstripe mustache. Yeah, he's just got this no, like it's not little... even it's not even that, dude. It's just it's just like fragmented and just just gross. It just sucks, man. And it takes a month to get to even be visible. Yeah. Can you guys One see day, it from buddy. there? Can you see my facial hair right now? Yeah. No, it's just really if it's organized. Out, though. Like a Nothing comes here. Scallywag mustache and goatee, like a pirate on the poop deck facial yeah. hair it's worthless dude it's worthless <laughs> did you guys have my dad did you ever have acne growing up not really i used to get pimples every once in a while and i would get like super insecure about them because i was hella cute <laughs> but i didn't really get any like acne acne um uh man but i had some i had some friends who did and it was just like oh my god i can't imagine what that would be like it must have been awful you had some right alan i had some yeah uh quite a bit actually but not yeah i had buddies who would like i mean their entire face was covered and their whole like their back and their shoulders were all covered just these huge like oh yeah dude straight up lava lamp looking suckers (laughs) lava lamps i felt super bad for i went i went on this stuff one time I forget the name of the medication. It wasn't Accutane. It was like the the ramp up to Accutane. Accutane is this incredibly powerful anti-acne medication that I don't even think they give kids anymore because I think it they've just come to realize that it's so gnarly. But I went on it for like, a, you know, a good solid three years. <laughs> and um, hmm. leading up to it, I went on another medication to try and get rid of the acne. Cause I was like when it's super vain high school kid, like most just like, I can't, I it's acne. I hate it. I can't have it anymore. You know, I got to get rid of it. And so my old dermatologist put me on this medication. I remember dude playing a basketball game and like literally not being able to like stand up and walk all my joints like were super inflamed. And, uh, it was from this medication but like trying to explain that to somebody else during like your high school basketball coach, you're like, I can't, I can't run. Like, I don't know what's <laughs> yeah. wrong with me. Like, like you look fine. What are you talking? It was the yeah, most dude. odd thing ever. I remember how to sit on the bench and just be like, what is happening? I thought I was having oh. a major stroke or something. It was weird. Bro, that's what happens when I, that's what happened when I got shingles. Those things hurt so mm. bad. I couldn't even move, dude. I couldn't move, and then I got Bell's Pauls. Yeah, tell that story. Awful, tell that, dude. tell that story. I'm not sure we've told that story on. I don't know. Do you if mind I've if told I tell that podcast. story? Yeah, please. Someone tell the story. You were around for it, and it was hilarious oh, to just see this, you react to me reacting. <laughs> this was the best. This was early on into our friendship too. Julian, uh, Julian's father is from Ecuador. Julian went over to Ecuador. Um, must have been 2007, 2008. And he got so sick over there with a fever. He came back and he had th- like hundreds of fever blisters in his mouth to the point where he, he couldn't like hurt him so bad to even talk. Right. Just like essentially eating yogurt and like smoothies. Well, this is really fun for me. Right. Because like Julian was still his st- like laughable, lovable self throughout the pain of these fever blisters. And so 
we were either I was living at your dad's house or we were living together. So we were hanging out quite a bit at this point, but we were new friends. Uh, the fever blisters. I remember we're, we were like hanging out at his house, you know, and we get in the hot tub and he's in the hot tub. He's just like flapping his arms like a bird a little bit. Like, uh, 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 my all and he turns turns looks at me. My all what? My all in one. Your armpits are inflamed. Yeah, So the next morning, Julian's like can't put his arms down. Like his 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 armpits are in so much pain that he like can't even put his arms down. He goes to the doctor. Like, oh, dude, you. You have shingles, which I don't know. Anybody listening to this podcast, like like any time, bro, it's like the only people I've ever heard of having shingles, like barely could walk. They had a walker. They were like in a wheelchair. I was like, this is an old person's disease. I don't don't understand how you have it. (laughs) So Julian can't put his arms down. He's in so much pain. He's like literally walking around like he's in two arm, full body arm casts. And only like spoon feeding yogurt, <laughs> spoon feeding yogurt like he's doing chest presses, and um, he's doing chest presses. Hey, yeah. So the next few days dealing with the shingles and the fever blisters, he gets Bell's palsy. Now, for those who listening who don't know what Bell's palsy in, buckle up. Bell's palsy is a disease where it's a neurological disease where half of your face goes numb right down the middle, bro, left to right. So Julian wakes up in the morning and he can't move. Was it the left or the right side of your face? I forget. Was, One this, side of his the face, right side of my face, his right side would not move. Couldn't <laughs> blink, just drooling out of the side of his mouth. Uh, aye, aye, aye. You know, like. Straight up looked like Chunk from the Goonies. Had to <laughs> had to tape his eye shut in order to sleep. So yeah. got the fever blisters, got shingles from the fever blisters, and then the stress of both of those, he got Bell's palsy. He comes home and he kind of, oh, yeah, yeah. grabs a piece of paper and he writes, there's a 50% chance my face will never work again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Alan was just dying laughing. Oh, but bless his heart. This friendship I, kicks ass. Bless his heart. I felt. I mean, yeah. like there was a there was a Dude, moment crazy. Where, where I think this is the best time when like kind of know you you got a good friendship budding is when you can be in that moment with somebody who's like legitimately <laughs> scared in that moment. Yeah, and you can be afraid with them, right? For like, For, yeah. 45 seconds and then you both start dying <laughs> laughing <laughs> <laughs> absurd it all is yeah. like oh my god dude i'm so sorry that's fucking awesome <laughs> yeah man that's what it was like i had to get steroids injected into my face man i had to go to the neurologist and the neurologist was like yeah, it was actually a 65% chance that my face was not going to, it was like, this is, he was just giving me statistics and he was like, statistically, mm-hmm. when people get Bell's palsy, and I don't know if this 
holds up. But uh, this specific neurologist was, he showed me like a brain model and was like showing me what was going on. It was all kind of over my head. And then the only thing that really made sense was the 65, 35 percentage of like, it's going to, it's 65% chance that this like sticks around. What? Come on, man. Come on, dude. I'm a cute kid. I got bills to pay, man. Give me some chances. Going to Hollywood. Awful, man. Trying to get into Hollywood, bro. Come on. Yeah, that was bad, man. It was uh, hoping they remake the Elephant Man. Dude, I could have, I could have done it if I was a good actor. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't need to do much. Yeah, that was crazy times, man. I've had a lot of those problems happen in my life. Yeah, you're kind of. That's why I can't dye my hair. You're an incredibly no tattoos. You're incredibly, I want to say unlucky, but you're also very lucky. There's like a lot of things that (laughs) seemingly happen in your life that are like, what? What just happened? You just like, yeah. How how did you You're get out of that mess? Situations. There you go. Yeah. That's a great way. To Maybe I'm just an it. idiot. Maybe I'm just an idiot who puts myself in stupid situations. But that one was not. That was just that yeah. just happened, and it was horrible. It was like three month process. Oh man, it was horrible. What's the sickest you've ever God. been, Steve? Do you remember? Sickest I've ever been was mono when I was like sixteen or seventeen years old. I was out Got for you like, good. like a month. I didn't know that I had mono, and I'm at a restaurant like. After a show, we'd go to this place called uh, Caro's. You know, it's like a Denny's. And it's kind of like everyone kind of did it. Get like midnight fucking cheese sticks. I'm trying to eat and I can't even swallow. So my buddy's older sister comes over and is like, let me look in your throat. And it was completely closed and like covered in white mucus. And the next day I went to the clinic and the guy's like, this is the worst strep throat I've ever seen. Can you even breathe? So they gave me a bunch of meds and a bunch of shit. I had to put like droppers to dissolve the mucus. And then when my test came back, they're like, yeah, you have really bad strep because you have had mono for probably like six weeks already. And then I was Ugh. out for like another five or six weeks, just bedridden. I lost like 40 pounds. Damn. I, I thought I was going to die for sure. Yikes, dude. That, that was the sickest I've ever been. What about you, Yeah. Steve Steve didn't have mono, bro. He had stereo that time. He was like, it was a bad case of mono. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Singer, that, bro. Just thought of that one. Singer, dude. I almost brought that one home. That was in the 35 percentile of funny. I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> dude, I barely, I barely hit above a, a, a 32. So I'm glad that uh, I'm bumping up to 35 on that one, Stevie. The, the fifth coffee hasn't kicked in yet. Is that coffee or wine? Yeah, I hope it's wine because it's like six o'clock in the morning around that right yeah. now. This is uh. It was it was coffee, but I poured it like six days ago, so now it's starting to ferment. Pull <laughs> the Julian. Yeah, dude, that's how I do it. You just uh, put it in the refrigerator and come back to it later. Have you guys ever oh, had surgery? Cycling. You ever had surgery of any sort? Uh, I just had my hernia removed a little while ago, man. Oh, that shit oh, yeah, by your, by your cousin who my oh cousin my did it for like for free on the black market. <laughs> <laughs> He's just doing his tool He's shed, like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, my my cousin is a very is a very esteemed professional, but uh, he just was like, "Hey, like, don't worry, I can do it for you. You don't have to go through insurance. Like, I'll just do it as a free thing, like at my practice, because he works at a private practice with his bud." And uh, ooh, man, he was like, "Yeah, you know, like I had it done the same way." He was like, "We can go laparoscopic, which is just like making a tiny incision and then like going through and like 
cutting it up and removing it. That's a layman's way of saying it. Uh, and then there's like open incision. And he was like, if you're going to do it laparoscopic, I might have to like involve insurance. Uh, and it, it won't hurt as much, but if we do it open, it'll hurt a little bit more, but I can just do it for you for like totally free. He was like, I did it that way. Uh, and I, he had it done about five years prior. And he was like, I mean, it sucks for, you know, a week or something, but you get mm -hmm. over it. And he was like, you can just come to my house and I'll just serve you ice cream and watch movies. And we did it, man. And I like, oh man, like it just, you're nuts. You know, you just feel like it's just like, you've just been like, it's just a week long nut punch. Oh, just like, just like dull, like a, oh God. Oh. Yeah. You can't walk. You can't like get up. You can't move. And it just like feels so dense right in between your thighs. And oh man. Yeah. It was, it was pretty painful for a little while. And that's when I like came back after that and I couldn't, I didn't have taste buds or smell. And so I was, and I didn't, we didn't know COVID was a thing at that point. And so I was like, was it like the anesthetic that like <laughs> messed me up? And my cousin knew, and my cousin was like talking to all my family, like, Hey, like, like there's some symptoms that Julian's facing that are, you know, uh, that are uh, aligned with COVID and it's like no tasting, no smelling. And then my whole family like freaked the fuck out. And I was just wow. like, what the fuck? And I was like, I hope I'm, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And yeah, for like a month and a half, I couldn't taste or smell. And I was, I just thought it was, you know, my, my, my nuts hurt. I couldn't taste or smell. <laughs> I was just like, my life sucks, dude. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm just trying to hang with my chaps and I couldn't do anything. But yeah, that, that surgery hurt. That was, uh, and then I had appendicitis and then my, my appendix blew up when I was Ooh. bartending like 15 years ago. Oh, it a gold up. class, Alan, where you worked with me. You could die. I thought I did. I, dude, honestly, this is funny. I so I was <laughs> at I was at the bar. This gold class cinema is where where I got Alan's job as as his busboy, and uh, you was. I don't think you were there yet. I don't think you had started working, um, and or maybe you had and you had left. But uh, either way, I had uh, started feeling this sensation like a bubble was forming in my stomach and I just needed to let a ripping fart out like yeah. so bad. I was just, you know, you, everybody knows who's listening. Even like when you got, you know, you're just like, maybe even when you're trying to hold one in and you're just like, Oh, the bubbles forming. And you're like, Oh my God, dude, I gotta oh, go. Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> and, and I went and I was like walking around like, yeah, you want to Long Island iced tea. I was just like getting people drinks and I was like, oh my God, dude, this is so crazy. And it got to the point where I had to go and lay down in the liquor room and I was laying down and I just remember being like, oh God. And people were like, dude, like if you need to go to the doctor, like you should go to the doctor. Like I have never seen you act like this. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's just a giant fart, man. Like just let's let it pass. And then it didn't, and it didn't, dude. And like, I was like, this hurts so bad. All right, fine. Like, I got to go to the doctor. And I was like, if it turns out that it's just a gas bubble in my stomach that needs to pass, I'm gonna feel like such a wuss at this point. <laughs> but uh, on my way to the hospital, it it burst, and it was just like, dude, like, oh my god, it was fucking horrible, dude. It was so horrible. And then they put me under and took care of that too. But. That was crazy, man. Jules, Jules you have a you have a cousin that's Maori legend. Shout out to Maori. He's the one that did my surge. And so you might know more about this than I do, and I might be overstepping my uh my rights to ask this question. But like, you know how 
if you take your car into a mechanic and they're like, oh, like you need, you're going to need the air filter replaced and you're going to need the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The they try to upsell you. Oil. On they like upsell you, right? Because they're right. like, you know, try to make a living. First and foremost, do surgeons work off commission? Like if you're, if your cousin does more surgeries in a day, does he make more money or is he on some sort I of believe, like, I believe so. Yeah. You get paid off of like how, a certain how often wage. do you think that like somebody comes in with a massive gas bubble and they're like, well, your appendix is looking a little shoddy. Let's pull that. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Yeah. You got to do this on you. Yeah. Man. Oh God. Do you think that happens? It must, right? No, I think there's like an ethics to surgeons. I don't, I mean, I'm sure there have been people that have ethics. There's there's surgeons who have like molested women while they've been under. I was just giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, and and again, like I can't speak for all surgeons. I I have asked my cousin before and uh, he's talked about how, yeah, you like, you get paid on, it's not like necessarily a commission base, but it's definitely like the, the amount of surgeries you do each, each surgery allocates a different amount of money for what it is. Um, right. And he and he lives out in North Carolina and he just deals with a lot of like diabetes and like foot right. and hand and like part, part amputations um, yeah. because people just have like such gnarly diabetes and like obesity that they just have to get like their limbs cut off. And yeah. he, so that's like the majority of the surgeries he deals with. So a, a little hernia was just like a little little lob over home plate <laughs> home run grand slam for him like, lob that. over home plate that's such a good analogy <laughs> i don't know if it's the right baseball terminology it's right but it's really... um yeah but i'm sure there's some surgeons man who have done some pretty pretty nasty stuff dude you had you probably had a bunch of surgeries you had like 37 broken bones when you were a kid <laughs> yeah i never had any like cut me open surgeries that's weird i've never had stitches oh really uh Never, I probably should have had broken sti- bones, dude. Did you just few weak, weak bones? I don't know, man. Drank I don't so know. Milk. I have theories about it because nobody else in my household ever broke a bone. My brothers, so my sisters, like I think, dude. My mom has this pinky. <laughs> have you guys? Have you guys seen my mom's <laughs> I've pinky? Seen your mom's pinky. Yeah. Oh yikes, bro! <laughs> my mom, my mom, bless her. My mom, bless her heart, dislocated her pinky like. You know, when she was playing volleyball in high school, you know, this is like pre-Civil War, so it didn't heal right. And, <laughs> and, then, she, and then she dislocated again. And like now my mom's pinky, just for anybody at home who's just listening or wherever you are, it's it's literally like a like a right angle. Like yeah. your fingers, degree. If, if, you're, if your pointer finger and your middle finger are going parallel, <laughs> Dude, my mom's pinky's just like out for lunch having a party. <laughs> it's just off. She has to yeah. wear this. She has to wear this brace, this like special ring to like keep it straight. And if she doesn't, it's like oh. off to the side. Other than that, though, there's no broken bones or history of broken bones in my family at all. And I was a crazy child for sure. Like I just thought I could do what like anything, and it would lead to no consequences. Kind of like how I live my life right now, but. Yeah, before between the ages of five and nine, I broke ten bones, and I broke I broke my arm jumping out of swing sets. I was invented this game that we called bungee jumping. We had a bunch of inner tubes, like blown up inner tubes, and we stacked them on top of each other. 
you know, like a like a Big Mac of inner tubes. And we would jump out of the swings into the inner tubes. It was a blast, right? It was like me. Oh, that sounds great. These two other people, my sister was there. We were at a at a church camp in Idaho. And uh way off the beaten path too. This was the gnarliest part about it. Um so I'm like trying to show off. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go higher this time, you know, I'm gonna get super super high. <laughs> Like waiting for this this one lady to watch me because I wanted her to see how far I was flying, right? She wasn't paying attention at all. So I just keep pumping harder and higher and higher. The swing set's almost like tipping over. And I let go of the swing. I jump out and sure enough, like fly eight feet over the inner tubes and just land, you know, Pete Rose style sliding into home. on My, my right arm... It's almost a compound fracture. So it looks like, you guys know the Vans, like, symbol? You know, on the side of a Vans, uh, like, Vans shoes? The little squiggle. Like a V? It's kind of like oh, a V, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's like oh, the yeah, squiggle yeah, yeah. on the side of, like, uh-huh. low-top Vans. That's what my arm looks yeah, like. that's probably gross, dude. And, I mean, it's just, like, a pain I can't ever describe to anybody else. Ugh. So I'm, like, there by myself. I look at my arm, I'm like, oh, that's not good. My sister, uh, my people sister, laughing at you like you were laughing at me when I got Bill's polls. Well, my sister, like, I mean, natu- naturally, like when you see somebody mess up and fall, your in your your natural reaction to that is just to laugh and giggle until you see that they're legitimately right. hurt, and then you're like, oh crap. So that was what happened with my sister. She was kind of giggling, and then she sees my arm, and she just takes off running and screaming, like obviously to go get help, but I'm just down there by myself, like (laughs) wind knocked out of me in mad pain. So she runs up. My dad's on the stage in the middle of a sermon and Kaylee runs into the building and Alan broke his arm. Alan's broke his arm, you know, and dad's like, okay. My sister's like, was kind of known amongst the neighborhood gigs is like the overdramatic one, right? A little bit. <laughs> my dad's like, oh, he's probably got like a rug burn or something, right? So, you know, he's okay. He like, my mom leaves. I got my a dad rug keeps burn or something. <laughs> my, my mom leaves the, the church service and comes down and sure, you know, sure enough sees my arm. She's like, oh yeah, that's broken. The closest Ugh. hospital dude was like an hour and a half away. So we get in the really? rig. Really? You don't even have a hospital in Chewils? Well, we're not in Chewila. We're at a church camp. And this church camp was like in Idaho somewhere, just way away from wherever the hospital was. And so my mom, bless her heart, she made she made like a makeshift cardboard cast, wrapped my arm around it, like duct taped it, you know, in this cardboard sling sort of thing. Oh my God, we got in the van, we drove like an hour and a half. I remember just being like, this is so awful. <laughs> <laughs> but then i but then yeah. i got in the hospital and like everybody sent me like marshmallows and chocolates and stuff and i gotta hang out and <laughs> <laughs> like bags of marshmallows just like individuals yeah, there's like those little i think it was those little ones like left over from the coffee station at youth group <laughs> just hard cold and stale <laughs> Just throw them in your hot chocolate daddy uh, uh, sure we're like, yeah. yeah. like bb's yeah but, I never got them, so like I never got them elsewhere. So, was, so this is the worst part. I break my arm, and like when you're a kid and you're seven, running around in a cast and like having to shower with like your arm out the shower, you know, it's just like super annoying. 
So break my arm, have the cast on for four months, finally get the cast off. And, you know, my arm's looking like Kate Moss in 94. And I don't even know what that uh, means. Skinny just and like gross. skinny oh, and like oh. scaly. Heroin chic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it out. And bro, oh, I'm not kidding you. Like a week later, I'm just pumped. I'm like, yes, dude, living La Vida Loca, got no cast on anymore. I'm downstairs in the basement of our church playing tag with a bunch of ruffians. And I go to jump over Slam. this chair, trip on the chair, fall the same way, break the same arm an inch away from where I broke it. Same type of break, Jesus. arm just looking like a like a skateboard shoe. <laughs> and I Yikes. run upstairs. My dad will tell you, this, my dad's on the pulpit again. I think this was God telling my dad that he needed to just, you know, hang it up, go do something. No. <laughs> but, Kick uh, you to the curb. My dad remembers being on, <laughs> being on stage, like preaching, and he hears in the back of the auditorium, like there's a hallway in the back of our church that was kind of open you know, separate from the auditorium. He just hears his youngest son go, why God? <laughs> I, I was so pissed at God. Yeah, that's the only person you who to blame, huh? Yeah. At that like, point in your life. Yeah, it was, it was, you don't blame yourself when you're seven. It wasn't the chair. It wasn't my, it wasn't the court, my coordination. It was just Jesus H. Christ himself. Uh, like I never had a, but never had a surgery though. Like they would put me under and then like refill my arm to straighten it out again. But I never, did they never get a, did you ever get a, um, what happens when they like pop the bone back into place? You ever have one of those moments? Yeah, dislocation. Withings? I uh, was doing, <laughs> Same thing, dude. A lot of my injuries came from church. This might be why I have such yeah. a... <laughs> I mean, you said 10 or not 9 or 10? I had 10 broken bones. So technically 8, but I counted as 10 because when I broke my arm, I broke clean through both broke bones. Arm. Yeah. So I counted as two bones just to make myself sound cooler on you a podcast or like in a bar <laughs> when I'm telling people. Put, yeah, put a little mustard on the story. You're round up. We all know. Little, we all know. A little bit of that Dijon. <laughs> Uh, 48 episodes in people know what you're doing i uh i was doing cartwheels in my church and just landed on my hand wrong and dislocated my pinky just like my mom it's like uh, you know my pinky's like pointing pointing west and all my other fingers are pointing south my mom dude she's such a savage she's like alan she's looking me in the eyes she's got my pinky in her hand she's like now we're gonna go into the car and then just right like mid sentence oh. pops it back into place mm. right because mm. you can you can lose a finger if you keep it out of socket too long is what I've been told because you lose the blood flow or something I don't know, maybe it's what my mom tells me at Christmas when I tell her about <laughs> that abusive situation but um yeah she just yanked what my mom tells me <laughs> she just yanked it right back into place and uh God, it was painful. I remember just like, yeah. what a badass! Oh, yeah, she, yeah, my mom's a oh. savage, dude. My mom's straight. I think up it was just savage. God telling you to shut up, sit down, and listen, and stop yeah. doing cartwheels in the middle of your dad's service. <laughs> stop, drop, and roll, baby. That's, yeah, that's probably what it was, but I didn't interpret it that way. I just felt like God <laughs> smiting me. Was it always like the hand and the arm? 
Yeah, I never broke any lower lower half. Broke my collarbone mm-hmm. three times. Jeez. Um, once jumping out of a swing set. Oh, that hurts. So I don't. I I like bruised my collar, but no, not my coll- collar. No tail. That oh, hurts. Tailbone's the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I broke my That's collarbone it. three times, which is a weird injury. It's like a rib. You can't really. You can't do anything. You put a cast that, right? on it. Just kind of like a it out. Yeah, they have like this weird V. It looks like a hipster's backpack that they like put on you to like straighten up your posture so that it heals you know straight and in place and you look awesome going to seventh oh, grade in that like, thing looks super cool walking into class did just you add like, some sweet collars to it like elvis style just pop them up and <laughs> like a badass. lightning bolts on there yeah yeah i mean well, you couldn't wear it on the outside of your shirt you had to wear it underneath all your clothing so like everybody just, just like you wearing like shoulder suit. pads for a football yeah. game dude, i only got swole over the summer dude yeah <laughs> alan said standing yeah. up so straight dude he's got a can pine cone up his tail um <laughs> do you just do you just get do you get those injuries from because you were like a catcher in baseball right did that just happen from like those types no. of situations from like i got i never right i never basketball? got injured playing sports i or like organized sports i always got injured just being a dick just like <laughs> i remember one time i got i broke my collarbone our mutual friend, we all know him. Nobody listening would know him, but our friend Tristan was my best friend growing up. We we were playing chase out on the playground and, you know, like kind of tag yeah, or whatever. <laughs> and I'm getting chased by the guy who's it, right? So I'm just like booking it. I look back to like tease him, kid who's chasing me. And then I look forward and Tristan is on his hands and knees, like attempting to try and trip me, like to be a funny thing, right? And so sure enough, I trip him. I trip over him and I must have fell I mean four feet. Like it wasn't a bad fall. It wasn't anything crazy. I just landed wrong and pop broke the collarbone again. Ugh. And the it was so Awful. frustrating. I remember those like five years of my life just being like, dude, fuck this. I was so pissed. <laughs> Cause those are the like those are the times in your life where you all you wanna do is just like roughhouse with your friends and play and run yeah. around. And all the no and you just injured all the time. You're like, stuck in casts. Oh, Al, when you get back, we'll play a game of chase with you, buddy. Yeah, dude, I'll play hell of chase with you, dude. No yeah, problem. I'll still gotta run that. I still gotta run that sub five forty, dude. There's no. Way, I'll chase you dude. through it. There it was a sub totally four forty. We were talking sub four. The bet Absolutely was not, you could impo- run a sub does that. four. Was it a no, sub it five, not. Steve, or a sub four? I think There's... it was a sub four. Absolutely not. Nobody has run one, bro. Nobody has. I don't think that's. A, I don't think that's happened. What do we? Put I know it's a sub. I know it's a, you can do. No, it's not. Because I used to do like a four eight when I was in high school, and I believe that I could probably do like a high four nine right now. There's no Especially way. There's a high four nine just a five fast now as you were in high school. There's no way. Well, yeah, it's sub five. I would get like right under as long as you guys were being being fair on the on the stopwatch timers. I would. Which get one it. of which one of us would you trust to run the stop? stopwatch steve of course of course actually probably laura it's probably laura honestly yeah i wouldn't (laughs) trust either you dickwads to time me as they're trying to get me to buy you dinner for my bets i ain't doing it you heard it here hey folks today our episode is brought to you in part by our good friends at ladder coffee 
Head to laddercoffee.com and you can order beans directly from the brewer, as well as some of this beautiful cold brew. Locally owned and operated out of Spokane, Washington. Check it out. Ladder Coffee. I'm jacked! Yo, what do you guys think about this Shikari Richardson situation? Like the greatest... She smoked weed, right? She's fucking out? Is she out? I don't think the accusation, the accusation never is like you smoked weed. The accusation is you tested positive for a controlled substance, which is cannabis. Right. And that, and, and that's like, and that's apparently some like enhancing drug for, or it's not necessarily, it's obviously how, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's but not that's this, like how, how they frame it. Well, it might be enhancing for like, for like recovery. I mean, ultimately it's the rules. I think like, and she was quoted in saying like rules are rules, which I think she took it on the chin like a champion, but uh, I mean, whatever, dude. They're, they're, the Olympic skateboard team is, go- you know what I mean? Like, I follow Nigel Houston on Instagram. That dude is smoking weed. Yeah, like you yeah, think you the would... Olympic snowboard team doesn't chief? You know what I mean? This is just ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's a yeah, good it's... question. Do they test different sports for different like substances? I don't know, Cause... but I think it's. Just a, a ludicrous thing. We've come so far and proven its medical um, service. You know what I mean? We've proven it. Yeah. It's out there now. You know, people yeah. are giving it to their five-year-olds for seizures and shit. You know what I mean? Like, this is a, a medical thing. Totally. And I'm sure she's using it for recovery. And it's not, it, well, it's not, apparently it's not for recovery for her, her, her running. It's for, you know, she, her mom died. Her biological mother passed oh, away right, like right, five right, days right. before you know, this or, or days or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not super familiar with the story, but that's what I know. And yeah, it's just her like, mom passed and she she's, like, she's just like, I just, you know, I was trying to calm myself down because I of this trauma that I had just dealt with. And um, I think that's even awful. Need, I, I think, feel like they need to like reform that policy of whatever, or like amend the, the, the policies of whatever's written in these, yesteryear. In, these in these books. Yeah. That, that, like the stigma, you know, this this the stigma of it. It's like you guys gotta reform your shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I it's don't know. It's it's ridiculous. pretty stupid, man. But didn't didn't I, I was trying to remember? Uh, didn't Michael Phelps get in a lot of trouble for smoking mm-hmm. weed, or just was that just like it wasn't during the Olympics? He, he he just he got shade because just... like, yeah, someone yeah, he got, got a sh- picture of him like token a bong, and he just got shade, and like sponsors dropped him and stuff. Yeah. God damn it, dude. Mm-hmm. It would be that's so fucking stupid, man. What I think is I, I don't. What I, I think is what I think is ridiculous about the old entire situation is that in her explanation, she has to frame <clears throat> like she has to. My mom died. Like like she has to go. She's forced to go that severe in justifying yeah. something that she puts in her body that has absolutely nothing to do with athletics. I mean, it'd be one thing if it's like. My mom died. I needed a hit of like steroids in, you know, I was like, "Ah, I don't know about that. Like steroids and sports, those two things synonymously should not go together. Right. But like the fact that she has to frame it and allow the media into her private life that severe to make an excuse for something as menial as marijuana and how, dude, how much effort and time and energy it takes to be that elite of an athlete 
and then for sure to go do a sports competition where you don't get paid literally the only benefiting factor from those games are the countries in which we're these athletes are representing and then those countries are going to go hey you know what um you can't rightfully choose what you put in your body regardless of all of the facts regardless of all of the statistics that would lend you to believe that marijuana is not performance enhanced it's like i hate i'm always uh you can't really point a finger, right? Because we've just been passed down this like perception. Like there's still people in governing bodies that think that like that substance it's is the devil's, the is devil's, the devil's lettuce, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, bro, what, like, have you ever tried it? <laughs> like it's yeah. It's no, they're too busy that. drinking. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like too busy drinking moonshine. <laughs> fucking blacking out. Too busy and sucking down Johnny Walker. Yeah, yeah. Drinking it's... Bacardi Silvers, <laughs> Bacardi O with pineapple juice. It's getting ripped. Yeah, that like that sounds good enough. Yeah, that's so dumb. That's unfortunate. It's it's really unfortunate, man. But at the same time, like I don't know if I was in that position and I had run, or I don't know. I don't. Again, I don't know really much about the whole situation. But if I had broken a record and kind of proven that, and then this happened. I'd be like, I mean, of course, you know, you want these endorsements and sponsorships and it's going to probably mess with her in, in a, in like a, in a financial way, which is unfortunate. I imagine maybe, who knows, maybe this will actually like foster mm-hmm. even more opportunities for her because of the attention it's creating. Uh, you know, I just hope it works out in her, in her best interest. But uh, if I had broke these records, it's like, sweet, I've proven it. Like, you, I don't care say whatever you want to say about me do whatever you want to do about me like cancel me i just did it so yeah. hate on me all you want bitches yeah. <laughs> like, whatever and then just be like you know very considerate and kind like and respectable like she's been seemingly um yeah, like what else I mean, do you losing do losing your you know? losing your mother and then 7 days later getting denied access to the thing you've been working on since you first started running like getting yeah. into the olympics there's no other event for track and field like that's it right if you play football you're like oh i'm gonna get into the nfl that's gonna be the thing that i strive towards towards the track and field like what you're gonna go to the like the goodwill games nobody cares about the goodwill games bro but what asics maybe you're gonna get a couple free shoes it's like nice if you run track and field it's the olympics you get gold you're set for life you're situated for the rest of your life bro they roll out the you go to yeah. Ruth's Chris and they roll out the mashed potatoes and graves, baby, for free. <laughs> Damn, dude, she ain't eating that shit. She's she dieting, bro. Shit. No, <laughs> dude. Fucking... No, on the back end, dude, all them sprinters, they you go think? for it. And to be denied that, I mean, even specifically yeah. because we're living in a country where it's absolutely decriminalized. Like to get arrested for marijuana in the United States, you either have to be in like the the very, very deep Bible belt. Or you have to be transporting like a Volkswagen full of marijuana. It's it's right. like the stigma's gone in the states, right? It's kind of like COVID in yeah. New York. It just like doesn't exist anymore. It's like you're talking about like the the legality of marijuana, right? Yeah, like over the last ten years, like I mean, not right? everywhere. I'm, just I'm in not certain everywhere, states, yeah. man. It's still just as stigmatized uh, in certain nah, states. It's, it's 
sure, maybe it's like, that's what I'm saying, in certain states it's still stigmatized, but for the governing majority of the United States population, like even even my folks, dude, they're not stressing about about marijuana anymore. It used to be like, oh my God, when they found out that like I had smoked weed, my mom's, dude, my mom's pinky just shot back into <laughs> her skin. <laughs> you know, like it was... My parents grew up in a generation where that the stigma of cannabis was so heavy. And over the last 10 years, after, you know, how many states have legalized it now? 30? Are we up in like half of the country has legalized it? And then another like 14 or 15 states have decriminalized it. And then like to, to go to be representing a country where it's totally cool and then that country be like, hey, sorry, you can't represent us. I just feel for her, man. That was just that would be so savage. That would be just that mm-hmm. would be such a hard. It is savage. Yeah, man. I mean, it's 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 crazy, and I hope we you know find ways to to make marijuana less stigmatized and less regulated by government. But at the same time, this girl's twenty one years old, and I think she has a few more Olympics in her, and she's going to come back oh. just with a vengeance, man. And kill it and it's going to be and you know the whole world is already like on her back or you know the majority of at least like the liberal people i suppose are are like trying to elevate her and and find justice for her and uh yeah she's going to come back man she's got so much support now and that's going to be really fun to watch because i didn't know about her until i knew about this and now it's going to be super cool to like tune in (laughs) next olympics and be like Mm. fucking a dude get it girl I hope that, well, maybe I do hope. It's it's catch-22 because if they just are like, okay, it's fine. You can have weed. We're not going to test for weed anymore by the next time she's in the Olympics. <laughs> Damn. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, And she just goes you know, and smashes people, people that are People are in prison right now, man, for weed charges that, like, they were arrested in states of that are now yeah. legalized. They're not getting let out because of that. I just hope it changes and continues to change. It seems like it is, but it doesn't seem like it's, you know, mm-hmm. fully there yet. So, but I definitely believe that the, like within our lifetime, we'll see the end of the drug war. Like America's drug war. I believe in our time, we'll see the end of it. It's already, yeah, I mean, look, at, awesome what, look at what did. Oregon did. Look at what Portland did. Just like decriminalize all drugs. There hasn't been some like absurd, crazy, Oh, Portland is, you know, there's been nothing. It's like, it's fine. They've reallocated mm-hmm. all of that, all of that uh, time, like energy into treatment, you know, for addicts mm-hmm. instead of arresting people. Um, yeah. California just like passed a bill for the legalization uh, for medical use of psilocybin, uh, MDMA. Like all of these, California did, yeah, and most most Sweet. states, at least on the you know on the coastal cities, follows California legislatively. Mm. Like I really mm-hmm. think that there's a program out right now called Maps. Um, it's been around since the '80s, but this guy Rick Dol- Dolan Doblin has been um, doing therapy sessions, guided therapy sessions with psilocybin and MDMA on people with PTSD since like the 80s and the statistics from it is insane like the 
they're actually healing people with PTSD. Like not just treating the yeah. symptoms, not just putting them on SSRIs, but like legitimately he healing them of this disease. And I think within like the next five to 10 years, we'll start seeing these treatment centers pop up. Right now there's treatment centers um, dealing with depression for ketamine. They're using ketamine, like low doses of ketamine to treat depression in treatment centers. Just crazy. Think about like 10 years ago when we were like driving our like Toyota Prius to some dirty part of like Woodenville to meet some guy named Chimp to buy like a <laughs> nugget of nugget of weed. And now we're like, like think think about the chirp. <laughs> What's his name? Chirp? Uh, yeah, shout out. Shout out chirp. Um, just the perception i guess is what i'm saying like how beautiful is it that we're living in a day and age where people's mind can change that fast and i think it's has completely to do with this format what what we're doing right now which is just discussing things online and people being able yeah. to hear it um for sure free form of of discussion um it's cool i mean think about how quickly it was in our our lifetime that people were smoking on airplanes and that just seems like i know man so out, like that seems like restaurants. a different planet smoking right. on an airplane can you imagine yeah. like lighting up and you won't even vape on an airplane you gotta like, go into the bathroom and spit it down the flush right yeah but in retrospect i it's know like, you do steven fuck did they ever let that happen god <laughs> man i got a filter on my chest dude just... yeah <laughs> Um, somebody was telling me. Somebody was telling me recently. I don't know. Was it you guys? I'm not sure. But uh, when they open the the doors after a plane lands, when they open the doors and all the pressure gets sucked out, that a waitress, uh, like stewardess, will say it's like the smelliest thing ever because like everybody's farts. You know, everybody's been farting on a plane. Like all of the farts get sucked out the especially. door at the same really? time and they're just standing right there in the middle of it yeah oh no i don't know any flight attendants brandon gorl's yeah, wife good people to know attendant. we could have, we have little be, be gorls, be gorls if she's oh yeah if that's true huge shout out to be gorls what uh well, what else it's... been going on steve how how is uh how's the weather back in the old pn dubs bros it's still cooking over there some mid 90s today it was like 93 i think at the highest it's going to be up yeah. over 100 again this weekend it's coming back but again, yeah, it's coming back. It's I don't see it stopping anytime soon, man. It's pretty brutal. But at it's least so, I don't have the humidity like Julian does. Yeah. Is it pretty hot over there in, in New York, Jules, or is just that humidity spectrum? Yeah, it's getting there for there. sure, man. It's been like it's been like not it's been in the mid nineties for the week and it probably will stay that way for a while and it's just humid. So it sucks to go outside, but you know, you gotta go outside. Gotta go do stuff. Which is I'm gonna have to start summering in Australia, so I can have dual winters. That's yeah. We, people we want went, like the opposite of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be hitting, I'm gonna be hitting the states like right around the best time of the year. It's gonna be nice. I'm gonna yeah, miss gonna out nice. on all the like 108 degree weather and come in, slide into home right around those like sweet 82s. Sweet 82s, man. man what so are you warm, like the lake's not even really refreshing. It's just like right, pretty fucking warm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, when you jump in that lake, it's pretty shallow and like just you're at the shore, and unless you go out to the middle or something on a yeah, boat, probably. It's, it's just hot, <laughs> tepid water. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, 
The dogs <laughs> liked it though. Chunk it's cold out there. Oh yeah, but it's it's uh it's cold out there. Do they? No, of course they don't fucking celebrate Fourth of July in Australia. <laughs> I was gonna be like, do you see some fireworks out there, Helen? <laughs> but uh, yeah, can't imagine you did. What what are the shared holidays? Do they celebrate Halloween? I don't think Halloween is eh, not that I know of. I mean, I haven't been over here for Halloween. It'd be like Christmas, Christmas, um, Arbor Day, Easter. All like essentially Black all the Christian sure. holidays, because like What's most Day? most Western cultures are influenced heavily by Catholicism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arbor Day is for cheese. <laughs> Arbor Day. <laughs> I think it's yeah. my favorite holiday. Do you celebrate it? Fuck yeah, dude! I get lit up and fuck a tree. Nice, dude. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yikes! What have you been doing out there, Alan? You guys been having just family dandy time? Yeah, I went. I've uh, been getting into tennis, sort yeah, of. Yes, you said last time. Yeah, uh, you getting good. I imagine no. you're probably pretty decent at it. No, I'm awful. Good. I'm, I'm awful. I'm at so it. glad when you're not good at a sport. Well, I just like, want like weirdly I, good. I I like to be active, but I don't like working out. Like I don't enjoy mm-hmm. going out and doing physical activity for no purpose. I mean, I guess I understand the purpose, but competition to me always like i could go play basketball or badminton or you know any sport if i'm competing against somebody i could play for hours like the the element of competition is what but competition with myself i never can get into that for some reason i don't know why you're Um, playing tennis alone no no no. i'm playing it against people but what i'm saying is like when i go out and go running you know, I'm not competing against anybody. I'm competing against myself and my own will. And so even though like running is my preferred form of exercise, I'm not going out and like running a marathon because I mean, I get bored after like, you know, three miles. I'm like, this is annoying. Like, why? I want to go. I only have like a solid four hours of free time every week and I'm going to spend it just running in place. This is, you know, Ridiculous. Yeah, same. You're good at ping pong as shit. Nah, I'm not really great at ping pong. I'm pretty good at badminton, but tennis is different, man. Tennis is like golf, kind of. Like, it's so I guess I just, focus-based, and it's so, like, technique. We should get in. Uh, we I should guess I all get into you're it. Good. It's, fun. I'd be down to play. I guess I just assume that you're good at these things because you're so much better than me. But I am just absolutely awful at all of these things, so... It's uh, it's easy to think you're really good. So when you say you're not good at ping pong, dude, I remember when we went on that cruise, you were smashing people left and right, dude. Every single person on that cruise couldn't beat you. Yeah, because they were all like geriatric, bro. We went on a cruise <laughs> with like seventy five and over. <laughs> like, who's my competition? Yeah. Styles Bentley. Yeah, that's what I thought, man. We're drinking actually, Styles Party O again, dude. Styles is pretty good, dude. Yeah, drinking them Strong Island iced teas. He was cooked. Drinking them Wang um, Wangs, dude. Yeah, it's it's a sport I never thought I'd get into tennis, uh, and I'm not su- I wouldn't say I'm super into it, but like I look forward to playing. It's it's fun to do. My brother in law's got a bunch of homies out here, out in the pasture. We're out in like the country, kind of, and uh, yeah, there's just a bunch of bunch of forty year old dad bods going to play tennis uh, every Wednesday. You guys are all dads. Do you hang out with any single people anymore? Um, 
you. Right. Um, <laughs> like everybody's 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 mom, dad with kids and stuff, huh? No. No, we definitely have plenty of kids. single friends out here. Um, but the, the, you know, the difference is that you just like you Tell start to truth. keep different hours. You you keep different hours. Yeah. You know, like right. single people keep different hours than than people with kids, and so that's why people with kids hang out with other people with kids. One is so the kids can entertain each other, so that you have like a moment to do anything yeah. other than just be like, "Don't eat that," or "Don't fucking do that hand sign." That's not pc uh that's why and not, also like we can, not, we go to bed at, i go to bed at 10 p.m i went to bed i went to bed last night at 11 and i remember like after i i got home after tennis and sat on the t- couch watching the tv and i remember looking at my watch and saying like 10 30 i was like this is gonna hurt tomorrow i knew i was gonna have to get up at like 6 a.m yeah. and rudy was just gonna slap unless me in you the can face get, like a proper eight <laughs> just gonna come up and chuck a big one at you yeah bro he's throwing haymakers now he's getting these he's headbutting you guys wrestling he's headbutting yeah, roughhousing yeah he's headbutting like every time you pick him up he just funk, he just like whops you in the oh. face with his head and he thinks it's hilarious uh it hurts crazy, so he got man. a big old he's got a thick nog on him bro big old knocker yeah, he's like Uncle Bluto bonking back. Yeah, he won't come Watch at yourself. you. He won't come at you, B. You got a big old, you got a big old flower on top of that. A big old stem. Donkey Kong. <laughs> it was it was Taz's birthday like yesterday, right, or two days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went guys? to uh, we went to uh, the city and got a hotel. Uh, oh, nice. Nana came in and babysat, so we had a night out uh, with uh, with our friend Jake. Went to a steakhouse, dude. Went to the steakhouse, steakhouse called Palermo in Melbourne. Shout out to uh, Luis and Palermo. It was so good. It was so like it was just so fun and and sweet, rad to like be out without on a date. having to worry about your kids. <laughs> I mean, yeah. is, is this the catch twenty two about kids? Is that like you you're away from them for more than like three hours and you start to miss them and you're like oh man i'm like like literally physically you start to like miss them not just thinking of them but like you actually physically start them and then you get back to them and like you know 15 minutes in you're like god damn (laughs) (laughs) i need more steak freaks now yeah, yeah. yeah it's, well it's probably gonna be a it's probably gonna be a big adjustment for you man once you start like getting back out on the road and doing some stuff now yeah. that you've acclimated to having such a in-person relationship with your kid which wasn't really expected right so yeah it's what's gonna, gonna be, be probably like extra hard for you what's gonna be weird and i think difficult is that when i got off the road taz and i had to learn how to cohabitate because we've never lived in the same place together it's always been like two weeks at a time. And both Taz and I are extremely independent people. Very, don't tell me what to do. Don't plan my schedule kind of like independent humans. And so that lifestyle actually helped us be in a relationship together. Like me leaving her, having her own space and her own time. And then us missing each other, coming back, hanging out for like two weeks. And then me being like, cool, peace. I'm out again. 
that like kind of worked for us. Like I don't, it's funny when, when I'm touring, I would tour with guys and they would tell me like, yeah, dude, my girl, man, she's freaking out. Like she just misses me so much. And I feel like I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> you know, like I don't. I've been that guy. I, I don't know what it, I don't know what it feels like to have like my girl call me and need to talk to me for, you know, hours at a time to reassure them that I'm still in love with them. I remember a few times calling Taz and be like, dude, I'm so thankful that you're not like that, that you're, mm-hmm. that you're stable and independent enough to where I don't have to like constantly remind you when I'm not there that I want to be there. But, you know, double-edged sword, when you get home and you're like forced to cohabitate, problems arise, which is like, this is not what I thought I got into, you know? Like, why are you still, you know, Taz, like, why are you still here? <laughs> What's going on, you know? Yeah. And then me being like, why, why, why do you not, you know, like, you both have your different ways of, of existing that you've never done together except for like two weeks at a time every three months. So I think what's going to be incredibly interesting is now having to relearn how to do it Become independent of each other. And like be and parent, right? Like raising a kid is, is hard work and we've done it. I mean, she's done it on her own, but he was, you know, when I got off the road was his first birthday. Like literally like I got home right before his first birthday. So leading up to that, like he was, she was on her own, but you know, he's not like he is now. Like he's running around causing havoc, like chasing dogs, you know, jumping in puddles, ponds, you know, he's a, he's a proper kid now. Whereas leading up to one, like you would put him in a little cage with some toys, you know, and just, you could just leave him there. And then if he cried, you'd go back and like. Get him, pick him up. Just put him in a cage, you know, kennel, shake him, kennel him up. <laughs> just shake, shake him a little bit, and then put him back in there. You know? And um, yeah. so, yeah, I'm interested to see how we go once my like life picks up again and I start working again. I got a tour planned for the the winter time, and uh, that's going to be a a new bridge to cross once it gets here. Like, okay, how do we do this? Do you have to, you know, do I fly you out every two weeks? Um, do I need to start planning yeah, tours differently? Uh, we'll see how, it, we'll see how it arises, but, um, yeah, it seems like you, you will have, uh, adjusted to this lifestyle pretty, uh, pretty closely by the time that you're ready to not ready, but like at the time that you start getting back out of it and start moving on to the next thing. And it's gonna, you know, cause that was a significant amount of time you just spent, you know, being, together and doing this thing and like really figuring out how to do that together. And it took, you know, probably some, that, that much time. And now you guys could do that if that was what life continued to look like, but it won't look that way for you. You're a touring musician. So you're going to get back out on the road and it's going to have to be like this really interesting adjustment. I mean, I know that you're, you're well-equipped and have the wherewithal to do it, but it will still be like an interesting thing to kind of talk about and kind of pick your brain on when you, when you're doing it. Especially yeah. with Rudy, I think, mostly. Yeah, with Rudy. I mean, that's that's just life, though, right? That's any yeah. aspect of existence is it's ever-changing. And you, the moment you think you arrive, you're the farthest away from actually being there and being centered and being balanced. So it'll yeah. change, you know, when Rudy gets older, it'll change at each 
jump, you know, bump in the road and my mm-hmm. career will change. You know, it's just, it's constant change. I think that, that's the only thing, right? Isn't that the quote? Like the only thing in life that is consistent is change. I've been lucky enough to control like quite a bit of my life, right? Like I set my own hours. I was lucky enough to like decide I wanted to do something for a living and it actually worked out. You know, so many people are like, I want to be a musician or an actor or a producer or director. Like I want to write screenplays, right? And they try it for 10 years and it doesn't work out. And I was lucky enough to, to do that. And I've been quite lucky enough to like control my own life. The biggest issue that I come across constantly in my own life that I'm having to get better at is resistance and like trying to resist things in my life, right? I'm kind of used to being able to control my environment and control the things around me. And so when I get into problems, I'm trying to resist what's happening in my life and trying to resist the world around me and trying to resist, you know, the orbit that I'm on. And I, I, that's probably my new year's resolution of 2022 is like, just quit resisting stuff, man. Just like, just flow, be like water, baby vapor. Well, yeah. I mean, you could do the opposite and be a yes, man. Like good old JP Grimes over here. And, uh, you know, you still got to find the balance in that shit, man. Yeah. I would disagree that, (laughs) you know, you have been, you've definitely been a yes man in your life, but since, I mean, over the last like four or five years, I've noticed you becoming resistant in your own regard as well. I think because you've been taken advantage of so frequently or so many different times that now you're extra guarded in in moments where you don't need to be. And I think the same yeah. thing happens with me. Like I've been, I've I've had scenarios come up where where. I wasn't guarded enough, got into a situation with another human being, whether it business, whether it artistic. And that didn't work out the way that I wanted. And the takeaway was I've been hurt. And so then I approach artistic situations and friendships and business opportunities with so much guard that it just is the worst foot to start out on, start anything out on. You have you need like a, a great balance of sobriety when it comes to just I think anything in life. You come yeah. in too guarded and you just you blow it up before it even blossoms. But you come yeah. in too loosey goosey and loose. you can't see yeah. like, um, yeah, I think this is a terrible idea. You know, like right. it's weird. It's a yeah. it's a delicate balance. We're just both trying to be as sturdy as good old Stevie Daddy over here, man. Just trying to fucking chip away at the old brisket and hang tough. Dude, it's just, just a Hawaiian shirt. Stevie, Stevie baby. It's just a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should just rock Hawaiian shirts. Cool, wanna... You guys want to wear something cool in the next episode together? Yeah, let's all we wear can... Hawaiian shirts. I got my Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, Steph just made me a Hawaiian shirt. It says Juliano on it. It's nice. So nice. I know, dude. I want a Steph original. Cool. I want you a should, grandmother man. good original yeah. Hawaiian. Yeah, they're cool, I man. I just send her like... a couple of mine, right? And she can slap some stickers on it. Hell yeah, well, she dude. could she take them apart and then stuff. sew them together, like in two different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what she's shirts. doing. She's like, she's like making like different. Uh, she's like cutting the shirts up and then like putting them together from different shirts and patterns. Um, Expect a package track. soon. They're great. I got one. I look like a Benicio del Toro in mine. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Going to Havana Nights. 
Why, yikes, dude. I love that guy. Probably my top he's three. He's the best, bro, but he looks like a raccoon. Like, he's not <laughs> taking care of himself. Yeah, I he guess he's like not a, the most. He's like a fat raccoon. Chinese Benicio? Or... <laughs> he looks like he's at... He looks... Benicio? No, this is like most recent <laughs> Benicio that I saw in, like, Escape to Denimara. I don't know if he, chir- like, greased it up a little bit, but bro looked like he had gout that whole show. Like, <laughs> you remember seeing you remember seeing uh Dennis Rodman in the last dance like all the guys Scotty oh, Pippen yeah, looks, looks like he's up. 25. Totally. Jordan Jordan looked Jordan doesn't look as great as he's always looked. But like Kenny Robinson everybody's looking fit. Dude Dennis Rod they panned Dennis Rodman. He literally looks like he he looks like a chalky sock. It was <laughs> weathered. He's so. Yeah. Well, I, guy, felt... I mean, he is man. He did some yeah, he stuff, is. man. The bottom of he a is. sandal after Atari Beach Day. Right, but but yes. when you, it's a perfect example. It's like the. It's like, it's like that part of Steve's heel that like it's not like the bottom of his foot, but it's not the side of his foot. You know what I'm saying? It's that like one little angle part. Yes. It's a rock like ridge. The, the barnacled callus on the side of his chinny <laughs> yeah. chin chin. He looks like, he looks like the he looks like the May, Mayflower circa like sixteen eighty four. Nah, man, it's grain Parmesan cheese on a Caesar salad. Yes, dude. Yeah, no, dude, looked, you, just, you just said uh, Scotty Pippen looked good because, but only because of his fucking dentures, dude, or whatever he was mm, rocking in his mouth. Mm. I was like, I looked at all the photos of him or the images of him back in his prime. And then I, he's like sitting on a couch talking, and you're like, "God damn, dude, your teeth are whiter than my brother Gabe's, man." And my brother Gabe's are like transparent. Gabe's got bright teeth. Do you think he? Have you did, seen did, uh, Matthew? What's the hell's his name? Matthew Perry, the guy who played Shane on Friends. Yeah, I yeah, just no, watched like, the Friends reunion last week. That came did out. you cry or was it? Uh, was no, it no, care? no. I never cried, even really watched Friends, but yeah, yeah. Same. His teeth, dude. His what are those called? Veneers. What are they called? Veneers. Veneers. Yeah, super bright. <laughs> yeah, oh like yeah, you can see lights. You, you can like put face, lights. There's face apps that you can go and like take a smile of your face and then put like you know get like celebrity look on it and it'll like change your teeth and it's just like, whoa, dude, this is fucking me up, dude. It's very what? weird. And that's what Den- good old, uh, not Denny, um, Scotty Pips, dude. He had some real nice veneers. It's and they were old. just big, just big. They're like down to his middle neck it's like why are your teeth so big dude strange so bizarre as some as somebody who has big teeth yeah scotty pips is swinging for the fences yeah so he's got, well, he's Alan, got... you only have seven teeth they're just every gap every gap between them i'm supposed to have they 16 actually make teeth a on full... every single my it's like normally like everybody's everybody's jaw is like a horseshoe mine just is a full circle on the top yeah <laughs> <laughs> bite yeah, my I tongue think, i think there's do we all have 32 teeth is that what we have 16 on each top and bottom sure because alan, right. alan only has eight on the top and on the bottom <laughs> and there's just, it's just one's cut out in between each one there's my, four on top and the rest are on the bottom <laughs> you can play some nice was, water games with your teeth when i was it's when i was growing chucking corn yeah for real when i was growing up my mom like we would go into the dentist's office you know and I have a theory as to what happened with my teeth, but you know, essentially <laughs> you like theory. Tell us. Yeah. So like my, my brother and sister both had braces, you know, they like did the braces thing and 
they had like three sets of braces. They would get the braces on, and the, they would straighten them, the teeth, and then the doctor would be like, ready to come off. And they'd come off, and then like s- my sister would like sprout a fang overnight somewhere, <laughs> and they'd be like, you got to get some braces back <laughs> on. They'd put more braces on. I think by the time I got to the age where you would put braces on, my parents were just so fed up with paying mm. for braces that mm-hmm. they were like, oh, yeah. No big deal. Well, so talking we about a doctor's upsell, by the way. <laughs> yeah. No oh, shit. for real. Yeah. But, but I mean, they're kind of interesting and, and nice of my dentist. My dentist was like, we would go in and I'd be like, you know, like, so about these like gaps in my teeth. And he's like, yeah, no, don't even, don't even stress it. You're going to be a model one day. When you, when you turn like, you know, 16, 17, 18 or so, your wisdom teeth are going to come in. They're going to push all the teeth back and it's going to be perfect. You have perfect smiles. And then I come in when I'm like, you know, 15 and he's like, got to get your wisdom teeth out. I'm like, bro, my teeth aren't together yet. I need those. (laughs) They need to come in. (laughs) I got space, right? Like no, I got that's a the thing, man. Your teeth. I got a four-bedroom apartment. Are... I only got two people living in it. I need some more <laughs> occupants, bro. Yeah, but your teeth are actually like totally straight. So you would never have needed braces, anyways. You just, you obviously have all your teeth, and they're yeah. normal and they're straight. They're actually nice. But I just, we just, you know, we fucking got to give you some shit every once in a while, dude. He's got gap teeth, chintzy Cornwallis, dude. You never would have made here. it if you didn't have gap teeth. Let's face yeah. it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you use truth. it to your advantage, dude. That's how I hit my high notes, bro. Talk I just about you, just like, oh yeah, you know Alan Stone, like big Coke bottle glasses, long blonde hair, white kid with huge gappers, dude. That's who he is. Straight gap. Sings like Stevie Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is, man. Maybe your teeth help you sing better. You never know. That. I put that my, in theory. Uh, I had a a few years in my early twenties where I kept getting tonsillitis, and really, uh, yeah, like I would just. And it still kind of happens to me, but I think I'm just a healthier person than I was when I was in my 20s. Uh, we would go to an ear, nose, and throat doctor because apparently they're all connected. Like ears, nose, and your throat are all like essentially one big pipeline. And, That's so uh, funny. And this was like, this is long before I was a singer. Like I was trying to sing. I had written a few songs. I was like playing some gigs, right? still living like off my parents doll and i remember going to ear nose and throat and he's like yeah you have golf ball sized tonsils they have it looks like it's like your tonsils look like mars huge divots in them and like all the infection would just live inside these divots he's like you need to get your tonsils out and i remember (laughs) that's why i'm like literally sitting my parents down and being like hey I don't think I'm going to get this surgery because it might change the way that I sound. <laughs> oh, nice. I can't let that happen. I can only I imagine I what my that. parents, what my parents must have said to each other while they were lying in bed at night. I always feel like, why God, why? why God? <laughs> I, I must, you know, like when Taz and I lay in bed at night, and we kind of like talk about the day. It's always about how he's like, well, the thing that Rudy said or like, and I know that there's going to be a, like when Rudy s- drops his first F-bomb and both <laughs> of us are going to be like, we can't laugh. Like, don't gonna laugh, you know? Right. 
we'll talk <laughs> about it at night in bed. And I can only imagine the things that my parents would have like laughed about. That being one of them. Oh, yeah. Like, you're going to change sure, the man. way you sound? What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Our son is an idiot. You play once a year at a burrito shop, kid. <laughs> Hang it up. Hang it up already. Um, what is it? It's foot, nose, and throat? Ear, nose, foot, nose and, and ears. Foot, foot, nose, nose and throat? Foot's not connected to your ears, dude. <laughs> well, that's the thing, man. Like, it's just, like, as ambiguous as, like, the, the alcohol tobacco and firearms it seems like it's just like what why are these things all connected to each other who's that's just a good time (laughs) yeah it's just like cool man like like those things just don't seem to like match up those are at every every high school party i ever went to (laughs) (laughs) cigarettes and guns and feet and noses they're just like don't kind of connect for me man i can't connect the dots it just sounds weird Maybe yeah, that's just ear, me, man. Ear, Maybe nose, and ear, ear, ear nose, nose, and throat. Ear, nose, and throat. Wow. Well, you got a lot of problems there, Alan. You've had a lot of broken bones. I've had a lot of Bell's palsy, and Steve has been just dandy over there in his <laughs> striking no suit, striking business suit. <laughs> <laughs> you got some business done today, dude? <laughs> I'm fifty. You got some errands done today. It was good. Selling some kilos later on. What's up? Selling some kilos later. Get some Peloton on later. Ooh, nice, dude. You still on that Peloton still, game, still, baby? Yeah, I took a couple of days break just because I, I just felt it, you know, and it was like, don't don't lift that extra weight or something. You know what I mean? I right. just felt it in my, in my body and my back. But I've been are back you on it up weights or, or are, you, are you picking up weights or are you just doing the, the bike? I guess they do uh, both, right? They do like... The bike, I do arms in weird ways. Like, um, if I go to the grocery store when I'm carrying the groceries, I just lift them up Pick, the whole time, up, yeah. you know, like... yeah. I'll lift up the big water jugs every once in a while. Like I kind of just get that in mm-hmm. without sitting down and doing a concentrated. Right, right, right. You know, or if I'm like carrying something, I'll carry it higher so I get the burn. It's just kind of a weird thing that like I learned in, in high school as far as like keeping your shoulders strong. And you feeling a difference? Strong. I mean, I've always done that. My my upper body, I feel is pretty strong, but I'm, I uh-huh. just need to work on my, my cardio. Yeah. What are you feeling the difference from like just the time that you've spent doing this? Uh, it's probably, it's I been a couple it, weeks, right? So I do in my calves. My calves nice. are fucking jacked right now. <laughs> Yikes, dude. <laughs> Trunks, dude. Yeah. But no, I'm some... feeling it. I think uh, I just need a little bit more. But um, once I get more of a routine and a time and start getting more than, you know, start getting up past five miles or something on the bike, I'll probably start feeling much better. Awesome, dude. Good, yeah, good job, keep dude. It keep it up. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Well, Alan's you, so nice. I'm definitely buying one of those for the house. Yeah. And then when Alan gets back into town and I come back into town, we'll have some tennis matches and we'll all be ready to rock. Perfect. Real nice. There's a sick racket Fault. Uh, racket ready. club up above my yeah, house, right above too. You, like man. walking distance from my house with like five indoor beautiful racket courts. You play year round, dude. Get them, get them sprints go. on. That'd be fun. Yeah, we can do it. It's also one of those things like ten, there's tennis. Once you kind of like age old thing, you like buy a car and then you start seeing that car everywhere. Like now that I've started playing tennis, I'm like, dude, there's tennis courts everywhere. There's more tennis yeah. courts across the globe than there are basketball courts. There's no basketball oh, yeah, courts in Australia, bro. Like they don't play basketball over here. It's like the one no. basketball player they had in Australia, they shipped over to Philadelphia 
There was like, we can't. What are we going to do with him? <laughs> because. <laughs> some of the states. I got some basketball hoops out here, but this is Brooklyn, baby. Everybody's playing basketball out here. Yeah, there's, but they have, dude, they have just as many. out here. Like beach volleyball? Both. But like out in the park behind my house, there's like, they have, they have basketball and, and volleyball and I maybe tennis too. I think it's just basketball and volleyball. But the volleyball out here is uh, it's just concrete. But it's like it it like fosters a, a, like the like the Mexican community, and they're all just out there in like their jean shorts, and they're like doing divers, dude. They're like going so hard, and really, I watch. I stop because it's like on the way to my gym, and also I'll like walk through the park every time I go out there, and I'll stop. And it's you know it's like ninety five degrees out here right now, man. And these guys are rocking like like long sleeve shirts and like jeans at doc martens and they're like playing really hard and it's amazing and they're really good like they're not they're like very very competitive and there's just a ton of people watching all the time it's great and it's super fun to just like kind of stand by and be like wow man you guys like they're not just playing around it's like a thing they're like very competitive and you ever dip your head in and see what's going on is it like a like a league or all the time yeah I, it must be a league or some of some kind because there's a bunch of people just standing around and watching. People are like having picnics around it and stuff like around the around the courts. Are that is that what they're even called? Courts, volleyball courts. Sure. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's really cool to see like just all these communities like align into one like little park. There's like all the all these different worlds just coming to this place, man. Out here in Bushwick, it's it's wild, man. It's so diverse and so fun to kind of just walk through and see and be like, oh my god, I live in New York, man. This is amazing dude everybody's every, everybody's out here it's great have you guys ever seen this brazilian style volleyball that you play with your feet no it's like it's the wildest <laughs> thing I, I don't know the name of it no <clears throat> it's a volleyball court football but you don't use your hands so it's two it's like beach volleyball uh, i think the net's a little bit shorter like kick it over the net you kick it over, but these Dude. guys are, it's like bicycle kicking, ev- like bump set spike, but instead of spiking, you like bicycle kick. It's the wildest thing. Wow. That I sounds, wish I knew the name that of sounds, it. That sounds hard. So, uh, it looks Dude, but speaking, hard. Of, speaking, speaking of beach volleyball, my, uh, my friend, I was at this park the, the, the following day. It's called Domino Park. It's out in Williamsburg, out here in, in, Bush, in Brooklyn. And, uh, there's a really nice park called Domino Park out there, and they have beach volleyball uh, courts. And a guy was going to make a diver, and it's right on the water, like right there on the East River. And a guy was going to go, like, try to save a ball going up over, like, over into the water. And he, like, dove to get it and, like, came up and over the ledge into the water and died. Like, no. right, my friend was, no. my friend, my no. friend was at the park, like hanging out when the whole thing happened. And it was just like this huge thing that was just like, oh my God, man, imagine you're just like out COVID's over. You're hanging out with your friends. You're just having a blast. It's like going out to play some beach volleyball and just you're dead. Back up. So the beach volleyball court like backs up to the like boardwalk edge. Yeah. So like there's there is like a sidewalk on the side like uh, aligned with beach volleyball court mm-hmm. and there's a obviously a railing that goes over into the water but it's like right it, this park domino park is right on the water the close as close as you can get so 
There's so probably he fell into the water. Know, four foot. Yeah, so he jumped up and over like the railing. And my friend was watching this, telling me like the following day, because we went back and he was just like, bro, I got to tell you about this. Like this crazy thing happened yesterday. This guy died. And he was like, I was like, did you see the whole thing happen? He was like, I f- tried not to, but like, you know, medics and everybody came. How far of a drop is it? It's not the drop. Apparently there's like nothing to grab onto and the current's really strong. Oh, so yeah. He was just getting like pushed up against oh, like the wall. Oh, no. Oh, and he might've like hit something on impact because who knows how deep it is or how many rocks mm-hmm. are down there. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's probably like a, 10 foot drop but like you know it doesn't seem when you look over it doesn't seem like anything that drastic water is so was. strong though man water is a force yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah crazy so somebody say something positive now because i don't want to leave this off that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for his family and that's it's just awful man what, felt, what are, I felt too bad. how does rudy pronounce elephant allen empty i'm happy <laughs> you say <him. laughs> i told you guys right away i told you guys we went to the zoo like come yeah. on yeah was that on the last yeah. time we hung out god that's yeah uh-huh. 47 minutes on orangutans yeah oh, they're, that's awesome they're, they're incredible animals <laughs> um, hey there monkeys yeah he can't really he can't pronounce he can't pronounce elephants so empty dude empty is great <clears throat> i want to go to the zoo sometimes it's too hot it's too hot to go out outside but the zoo sounds zoo. nice. Yeah, I might go to the zoo pretty soon. How many Maybe zoos are in New Brooklyn York? Zoo? It's a Brooklyn Zoo, Central Park uh, Zoo. I don't think there's a Brooklyn Zoo. There's a Central Park Zoo. There's a Bronx Zoo. Bronx. Uh, there's a. Isn't that just Yankee Stadium? Yeah, that's what Derek Jeter plays. <laughs> Still, um, so it's murky waters, bro. <laughs> don't keep going. I don't. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. So. <laughs> It's all ignorance, dude. <laughs> um, it's murky waters, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I love Derek Jeter. I think. I think he's good, right? <laughs> Isn't yeah, that the he's thing? Biracial <laughs> angel. Yeah, <laughs> he's a biracial <laughs> angel. Remember um, that the other guys? Uh, you shot Derek Jeter. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's a biracial angel. Uh, no, there's there's a handful of zoos out here, and I got to go check them out, dude. You got to take a friend. You guys want to come visit me? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I love come the zoo. On. Come out for come out for not music, Alan. You seem to like this place when you're not here for music. Dude, I love New York. Yeah, I love New York. New York's an incredible city. Until you're here for music, and then you're just like, fuck. It's a lot. It's too crazy. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's just super difficult to do anything efficiently in New York. Like yeah, that, like right. you can do a literally every dream that you've ever dreamed of can come true in New York. And a city like New right. York, L.A., these cities that foster incredible art and like the most incredible thing. But mm-hmm. it is so difficult to be efficient in that city. It's like, okay, I got this, especially when you're there for music. You're like, Steve, you, you could attest to this. Like getting, playing a gig in the city is the most annoying thing. Like I loathe when we're on a tour. God bless anybody who's listening to this podcast who's from New York City and has come to one of my shows. That's my least favorite stop on the tour. <laughs> like, the shows are great. Well, once we're it's, there. Not because of the, it's not because of the people that are right. there. No, either. no, it's no, just no, like no. All no, the people no. that come on the guest list and then the things you have to deal with and all that. No, it's not even that. It's not even that. Traffic. Bro. It's not that. It's like Explain. New York City, you can't get the you can't get your touring vehicle to the venue. Like it, only in like right. a few specific venues can you actually drive your gear to 
the venue. Most of the time, you have to like rent a U-Haul truck, offload. Now, I'm speaking out of turn because I don't do this job. It's Steve and the crew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I still feel the stress. Go on. I still yeah. feel the stress of it because it's it's you feel it on, on on your squad's shoulders. Your squad, you like you show up. Your squad's exhausted. They're all cranky because they didn't sleep. You know. New York yeah, is that, you just gotta go to Julian's bar and get fucking nine Bluto drinks and <laughs> crush Terminal Five the next day. Yeah, yeah I mean you do you do it in that regard, but but those <laughs> cities, that's why whenever I come to New York mm-hmm. on work, mm-hmm. I'm just like, dude, this city, yeah, because yeah, it's just you, okay. You got an interview. You're gonna go down to like West Forty Second. You're gonna hop. You're gonna go under the ground. You're gonna get jump in the manhole. We've got a we got a five camera shoot set up in the pit of despair down there by the subway. You're gonna don't wear any clothes when you're getting down the manhole, and then we're gonna redress you inside the manhole. And then after that, you're gonna pick up. You got a radio station up in Schenectady. And it's really, it's a big mo- needle mover, bro. You got to get there fast. They're going to, you know, all your dreams are going to come true. And then after that, you're going to go back to the venue and you're going to eat an entire plate of tortillas, only tortillas, but it's going to be on film and they're going to, re- they're going to, you might get a chance to be on VH1 <laughs> if you eat them in time. <laughs> this is all true time. stories by the way everyone straight up and then you're like yeah. when do i when do i do the thing that i actually like meant to do like came, came here, here to, to do, do which is like stand in front of the people who paid for me to be here and sing my songs mm-hmm. oh that what's that all who, who the fuck cares about yeah, that what are you talking about <laughs> what are you talking about right. like bro i'm exhausted 40, bro, by the time i'm exhausted by the time i get on stage in front of that microphone and start singing i mean I'm obviously hamming it up like all those cogs in the wheel work together. But whenever you're in big cities like that and there's a lot of press and there's a lot of industry there, by the time you get off the stage at the end of the night, you're so wiped. You're just it's so. And then the next morning, you got to be up at six to to, you know, yeah, offload, like get on a subway. That's why it's nice. That's why that's why it's nice. You just come out and you have one show and then you're here for the week and then you just come and crash up on my crash up on my bunk bed, dude. And we just get to tickle each other's toes and play <laughs> crosswalk board games Hot that's cross my buns. favorite time dude yeah Hot cross are, buns. Are, that's always nice. i mean i love new york, new york in that regard There's, new york's an incredible city food yeah culture the people like yeah everything's amazing unless you're trying to work <laughs> unless you're, right. can you imagine I'm trying to shoot a film to you guys. can you imagine trying to shoot a film in new york city like like shoot a film sure like Jordan's Jordan's imagine that many times, times. Can I imagine it? <laughs> no, but I, yeah, of course you've been there, but you've absolutely never produced a movie out there. Like you, right? Like, you yeah, have a call. Oh my god, it'd be the worst. It'd be like, mm-hmm. I don't under, just understand how it's alone. I'm sure it's just a nightmare, bro. It's like, oh it. no, sorry, you can't drive that truck down this street because we have this one bridge that was built in 1920, but this other bridge on top of that bridge that was built. Like, be wild, right? Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you guys to come out to my new neighborhood and eat some of the treats that are out here, man, because there's so much good stuff. Anything you want. My dad, my dad was nice. just here and he was yeah. just, I was like, well, dad, what do you want for like breakfast? He was like, uh, Caribbean food, muchacho. And I was just like, okay. And I like yelped it. It was like point 
0.017 miles away is Caribbean, three Caribbean places. I was like, sweet. <laughs> this is awesome. It's great, man. There's so much good stuff out here. Yeah, it's a good city. We'll have to get Shout out, out to New York. Shout and out to New York. And Liberty Lake. Shout out to New York. Well, I love you, boys. Lake, dude, it's Australia. been a good time. Episode 49. What are you guys going to go do? Uh, I'm, 48. I think I'm going to make some music. Wow. Cook some eggs and then nice, make some dude. music. Nice. If you, if you get anything done, send it on over. Ciao, boy. I got some good stuff brewing. Ciao, boy. Ciao, boy. Um, sweet. I love you guys, too. Love you guys. I like this now. I like being current with you guys. Yeah, me We're too. We're hip. <laughs> it's much better. I'll bring... I'll bring, I'll bring thunder the next week too, Jules. Don't you worry, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear my 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 uh, Benicio shirt, so you better watch out, dude. Del Tori, dude. Alan, you got to be wearing one too. Don't even talk about it anymore. It'll just show right. up in our just, jerseys. Just remind me. Remind me. I'll make sure to wear it. I got it in the closet, <laughs> no, dude. This is the reminder. <laughs> I, I don't remember that. Look fresh. I can't remember that. All right. Love you guys. Love you too. Peace. Bye. Bye. Oh, boo-boo, did you just make it to the end of the video? Yes, you did. Do you want to see more videos just like this one, huh? Do you? Well, then head over to patreon.com slash liveatthelodge where you can support the how goods of this podcast as well as the entire Live at the Lodge family. Yep, yeah, you're going to get exclusive merch, personalized shout-out videos. Me and Jules, we're going to show up at your house and baptize your nephew, huh? Check it out, patreon.com slash liveatthelodge. Live at the Lodge.